Welcome to today's show, Strategic Insights Radio, brought to you by Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. is a full-service business consulting firm that provides business plan creation and review, marketing plans, website design and branding, marketing implementation, process automation, accounting, custom CRM design and implementation, and business technology strategy consulting and implementation. Yes, I did it. See, Jennifer is the one that actually writes that. She tries to stump me every time, but I got it that time. I'm Mike Salmon, and of course, the host of the show is Jennifer Roos with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Hello there, Jennifer. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm doing well. Congratulations. I know you were handing out diplomas today at Georgia Gwinnett College. Actually, it was a lot of fun. I was uh, there to honor all of the graduates and also the commissioned army that's that received their second lieutenantship today. Nice. So it was quite fascinating. It was the first time I went to commission ceremony. It was amazing. Uh, Dr. Kaufman actually did the commencement ceremony speech and Richard Tucker gave a, a commencement speech as well. And it was a fantastic 10th anniversary of Georgia Gwinnett College's commencements. I'm a little disappointed though. Why is that? Because I said, did you keep one of the diplomas for yourself? You no. put it on the wall and said no. No, I did not. But I want to congratulate all over 500 graduates today. Oh, absolutely. So. That's a great school. And my son hopefully will be attending there next fall. <laughs> but anyway, you've got a very special guest here in the studio. I do. We're going to do something a little different today. So normally we focus strictly on the business aspect of, of everything. And I wanted to bring a little bit of the arts into this show. So I have Robert Young here, who's actually a conscientious contemporary artist. He endeavors not only to entertain, but also to inspire through the art of storytelling. So Robert's creative mediums of choice are experiential activation design, contemporary photography, documentary filmmaking, and motivational speaking. He was actually born in Canada, then to Jamaica and Chinese parents and living, mentoring, and working in creative industries around the world. That includes America, Caribbean, Europe, Africa, and even Asia. So Robert, it's shaped him, made him a little bit different, unique in in the way that he he shows his art. So he draws on his global perspective and diverse experience in storytelling to create a really communicative work. So Robert has exhibited in Canada, U.S., and his work is in private and public collections across North America. So his work has also been commissioned by government, philanthropic, and corporate organizations worldwide. So welcome, Robert. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for coming. I actually got the opportunity to see some of your artwork yesterday. That was fantastic. Thank you. And surprisingly, a lot of people actually have seen his artwork and don't know it. Yeah, yeah. It's been pretty cool. Um, What's really exciting now is that as the work continues to grow, you have conversations with people you don't know. And they're like, wait a minute, I know that work. So that's (laughs) it's a really good time right now. Well, one of the big ones that you did recently was with the NFL, right? It's actually with an NFL, uh, it's actually with uh, an NFL-led uh, organization, or I shouldn't say that. It's with an, uh, Stephen Ross, who owns the Miami Dolphins, is uh, an advocate of uh, doing really special things in Miami. And with the new Dolphin Stadium, he and his team pulled together the impossible. They brought Real Madrid and Barcelona and the, the massive El Clasico game that normally only gets played in Spain. Only once ever before was it played outside of Spain. That was in Venezuela. And he brought the game to uh, to Miami in uh, last year, and it was an outstanding opportunity to just engage as big as soccer football has been getting in the United States. It was quite an awesome event to happen in Miami. So. 
I got and, called in to do a little something. <laughs> well, your little something something wasn't quite so little. <laughs> no, it was awesome. I, 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 my body of work is called Young World Faces, and and I, I, I left my book with a colleague in in Miami. I was returning to Miami to live, and uh, I was heading back to Toronto to get my stuff and come back to Miami. He said, you know, leave the, leave your book with me. So I left the book with the faces, uh, and a, a gentleman came in from uh, Stephen Ross's uh, office, his name Daniel Silman. He said, um, what is this? Oh my God, this is crazy. So I got a call the next day. I was back in Toronto and he said, you know, could you do this with the, could you do this, your style of uh, portraiture with uh, the Real Madrid and Barcelona team uh, badges? And I said, absolutely. And we did. And, and little be, little, a little while after that, I was kind of amazed because uh, they asked, can we put it 60 feet tall and hanging off the Fountain Blue and then the Miami Dolphin Stadium later? I'm like, uh, yeah. I think you could do that. I can allow that to happen, you know. So, yeah. Because it was a couple of, it was actually three, yeah, right? Yeah, it was three. There was three piece, three banners that they did a, a, a basically a drop reveal to the world. There was over a hundred different international media at the Fountain Blue for the press conference and the mayor of Miami Beach, as well as uh, Stephen Ross and uh, Dan Marino was on hand. Uh, the rapper Flo Rider was on hand. It was It was quite a quite an awesome event to sit there and watch it happen. And then suddenly Stephen Ross said, you know, ladies and gentlemen, El Clasico. And they dropped these three 60-foot banners. Two of them happened to be my portraits of the teams and, and the third one being the actual logo for the for the game itself. So it was, it was quite an outstanding experience. Yeah, it was, it was a fantastic picture. And I hope that we'll be able to actually show that along with the show at some point, if you can send me that. Oh, picture. absolutely. Well, because it, it is an amazing feed off the side of the hotel. Thank you. So, it's quite a thing. Um, so I, I know that what you did, though, differently is the book itself. Yes. And the book actually represents all of the different faces of the world, essentially. Yeah. So far, the first volume of the book features the Americas. Uh, I'm, I'm on my way to getting um, all of the nations in the world. We're about a third of the way there now. And, and I have thanks to the, the Pan American Games uh, for that. It took place in my hometown of Toronto in 2015. And I got commissioned by the Games to actually produce um, 41. I had seven faces already that I produced in starting in 2009 all through 2010. And then 2015, we ended up doing 41 seven-foot portraits in the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce headquarters, uh, all backlit and, and beautifully displayed. And it represented the 41 participating nations and territories that were in the game. So it was quite, quite an awesome experience. And I know one of the, the main things that you're trying to do overall is bring people awareness of, of different cultures and, and different people in general and just bring the world together. Yes. And through your artwork. And I know that's one of the reasons you're here in Gwinnett County, too. You are actually here to to talk to some of the arts areas. Yeah. And look about getting your work commissioned into some of the, the arts regions. Absolutely. I mean, one of the one of the most wonderful things that happened in the last little while, I was following my heart and looking for the path of where the next place I would call home and next place I would spend some time doing work and connecting people, which is my, which is my gift. I really appreciate that I have some gifts in the arts. I really only use it for communication. That's the purpose of why I do anything that I do is to close the gaps in terms of communication. I was going, I think I was going to move back to LA, you know, and a colleague of mine said, you know, I think you should at least come to Atlanta for, you know, at least a couple of weeks, just try it out. You know, five weeks later, we're still here. And one of the things I do when I go anywhere is research. Mm-hmm. And I went online and I, and I tried to look at all the different demographics and the numbers that, that reflect 
the makeup of what Atlanta and the greater Atlanta area is. And I came across a stat that called Gwinnett County the the most number one, most diverse county in all of America. And Isn't that a little mind. bit crazy? It blew my mind. And you I was, never think that first as a ne- county in the South. You never, you never think <laughs> it. You never think it. But when it happened, I said, well, this is fate. You know, this is exactly what my work is about. It's about um, a community of people recognizing all over the globe mm-hmm. that we are so much more similar than we are different. And um, the only way to actually know that's true is to activate it, to see what it looks like in real life exists, in real life experiences, in real life situations. And this is a perfect living, breathing example of what that is. So I was very excited to find that out and um, to be able to come up here and, and connect the dots with some people. I think they'll all get it. It's fun. I mean, one of the neat things is um, I'm a member of the Chamber of Commerce and one of the things that the head of the Chamber of Commerce touts and, and is really passionate about the fact that we are what the rest of the world, will, or rest of the United States will look like in 40 years. Yeah. I mean, I grew, I, I'm Canadian. So, you know, I was born in Toronto to Jamaican parents. My mom is half Chinese. Her father emigrated from Hong Kong to Jamaica. Mm-hmm. I've spent, I've lived in Trinidad. I've lived in Barbados. I've lived in uh, Anguilla. I've traveled in shop projects in Romania. I've been to Hong Kong, Beijing, Shanghai, Singapore. I've spent time in Paris. Uh, you know, I've been to Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and travel is an amazing thing because what it re- reveals to you is the truth about who we are as human beings and, and our common ground. And so like seeing that here in one place, I, I grew up with that in Toronto. You know, so mm-hmm. to see somewhere in the United States that represents that same kind of concept, that same type of, I don't want to use the word melting pot, it's such a horrible word I think <laughs> in my mind, but that concept of a respect for cultures from around the world while all living in one place. I think and that's it, special. And what you don't see is it interesting about Gwinnett County is, right, it's relatively new. Yeah. A lot of these areas are less than 10 years old. Our college is having their 10th anniversary. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the Mall of Georgia is 20 years old. That's yeah. it. There yeah. was no roads leading to it yeah. until 20 years ago. There were barely any restaurants here. Yeah. The funny thing is we have the oldest city seat mm-hmm. in Lawrenceville, Yeah. but yet our whole area and county is relatively new. Yeah. Because we, I mean, there are some great stories that Commissioner Charlotte Nash will tell you about how they grew this this county and how she actually took a bus around with the investors and rode them around in different directions to the same block because that's all that was here. Nice. <laughs> so it was, it, there's a lot of fun things on how they grew this and how passionate the, the leadership of this area was about making it so diverse. Yeah. And interestingly enough, in, you know, we are a town in the South, which is, makes it even more interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not exactly normal. No, but, it, but it, it, it speaks to being purposeful. Oh, yeah. It speaks to how powerful it is to be purposeful. Uh, I see that here and, and I've seen that over and over again in places where art art has been used to to bring people together. Art has mm-hmm. been used to, to really engage commerce, to build neighborhoods. Being in Miami, I was there at the early stages of the Wynwood Art District mm-hmm. and watching how that, that district has changed and, and went from being a, a dilapidated factory 
area to a full-blown art institute, art, art, art space. So now it's, it's become extremely commercial. There's not many galleries there anymore, but the interaction in terms of community is huge. Restaurants have moved in, people from all walks of life visit the art walk, become a safe haven for, for expression. And, and the arts were the leading, were leading in that, in that perspective. So when I travel and, and I go to different places, I'd like to introduce that idea that, you know, it's not art for art's sake. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's art for human, it's human sake. That's the word. And, and, and no, it's true. It, and one of the things that's driving our business community here, and it's a big part of the business, is why a lot of the businesses are actually commissioning artwork throughout the county, is that it is important. I mean, Swanee took it upon themselves to recreate their entire park to become an outdoor muse, walkable museum. Beautiful. Where you literally walk around to the statues that are commissioned at different times of the year and changed out. And you walk around and you literally see all these commissioned works from around the world that the business community brought back to the Swanee area. And then, of course, with Lawrenceville, you've got Aurora Theater. I mean, we just, it's a $26 million build that they're about to, to build out that theater. Amazing. And already the theater actually rivals that of the Fox and, and parts of Broadway. Wow. It has as many awards at this point for the work that they do there. So it's, it's not a community theater. They've no. created a 20, it's what, 22 years old now? Um, 22 year old professional theatric performance space. Amazing. And we have a ballet that's going to do its 40th nutcracker <laughs> <laughs> and runs things from Giselle to, to Cinderella to, to Alice in Wonderland. Wow. And then you have, you know, so you've got the contemporary and the more modern that it does as well. And then we have the smaller studios. We have the red clay. We've got the comedy clubs and the jazz clubs and the professional bands and, and philanthropic works. Well, if I can speak to that, I mean... I think that's been probably the most outstanding thing about my visit to the region is that the, the, every day there's something to do. Oh yeah. You know, every other the month there's some <laughs> festival going on. Like there's so much stuff happening here. And and I and I don't know how to say this and it'd be good, but it's good that it's a secret, you know. <laughs> when you're when you're in LA or you're in Miami, and people talk about the big cities and places to be. Nobody really talks about Atlanta. No one talks about the greater Atlanta area. No, I and, mean, they talk about Atlanta a bit, but they don't go, oh, let me go to Duluth. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. And, 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 and for me, they don't even talk about Atlanta. It's not even on the radar of, of the great cities of America, so to speak. But you get here and it's very clear. There's no question. You drive around whether you're looking at architecture or the engagement in the arts mm-hmm. or initiatives like what you were describing to me about, you know, how Gwinnett County became such a diverse county, the purposeful thinking behind it. Mm-hmm. It's a massive and incredible city, a massive, incredible region. Yeah. Uh, and maybe part of that is because it's 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 been low key and secretly growing. Yeah. You know, you say it's secretly growing, but I mean we have almost a million people here. Yeah. In our county, and we're not even Atlanta, right? Yeah. We have more people than Atlanta proper. Yeah. So the irony is we're expected to be almost 1.5 million shortly. Outstanding. In just our county. Outstanding. So it's a whole different experience. The fact that you come out here and we have a lot of green space still. Mm-hmm. And yet you do not want to get stuck in our traffic. No. No, no, no. <laughs> As no, you learned yesterday no, no. from what I remember. No, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the ride from Smyrna was special. <laughs> Looks yeah. like we'll have to move to the interior. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, well, when you think about it, I mean, it's funny because I'm from the city too, right? I'm yeah. not from here. A lot of people are transplanted here. Yeah. There are very few that I do know a few, but there are very few that are actually born and bred Guanitians. Yeah. And it's so funny because like I've lived in New York, you know, I'm from the Northeast. I lived in Chicago and, and San Diego and LA and Texas, Boston, uh, even London and France. And some of the worst traffic is still on 85. <laughs> it rivals LA, like seriously, Orange County. It's, it's, it's worth the traffic because I, I think one of the, the most special things I've, I've discovered here, and this is no, no disrespect to LA. LA is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's got an awesome energy, much like New York, much like American big cities, much like Toronto. But what I found is that LA is a place that changes people, not always for the better. So mm-hmm. the transplants get there and their their desperation to become part of the Hollywood system, whatever it may be, kind of doesn't make them better people. I found that the people I've met here in Atlanta, um, whether they're from Atlanta or not, Atlanta has had a, an incredible impact on them and actually made them better people. And I think this, and when I say Atlanta, I mean with all respect to Gwinnett. You know, for me, not being from Georgia <laughs> at all, it's 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 a bit of a, a um, one wonderful space on the map. But even just being here, there are people that you meet, and and I'll say this: the industrious nature of the people, Gwinnett, mm-hmm. uh, outstanding. Everybody has something they're working on. <laughs> Nobody's like, "Hey, what you do yesterday?" Well, you know, I just hung out at the house and. You know, I was just watching TV. Like everybody has something that they're working on, something that they're working on in it. And that to me is outstanding because as a creative, more than just my art, my art is my business. Mm-hmm. And so from a business perspective, if I can if I can be somewhere where people are being industrious all the time, that means their minds are always turning on, you know, how can I continue to drive my business forward? How can I grow my business? Who do I need to interact with? How do I network? How do I expand what I'm doing? And when you're around those type of people, it, it's very encouraging. Not only is it great in terms of it making your business more viable for people to get in contact with you and connect with you, it makes you more excited about getting up every day and getting out. I've spent more time on the road in Atlanta than I spent in almost any city I've ever been in because because of what I do. I will have a shoot or a creative day where I go out and do collect the imagery and then I would have a day where I'm sitting and I'm editing and then there's this whole getting it out to people. And in every other city I've been, I spent most of that time sitting inside of my office uh, working on my computer for majority of my working day. Uh, I can't, I think I've spent two days and five weeks in the house in Atlanta <laughs> out every single day. And it's so fulfilling when I go home at the end of the day, I feel, uh, I feel like I did something. I feel very special that I've connected with so many people. I think there's maybe 40 or 50 numbers in my phone uh, with people that I've had direct interaction and conversation with. So uh, it's really awesome. It yeah, really and it, it's a funny thing because I've lived in a lot of places just like you and I've traveled the rest of them. And the interesting part that I found was how committed people are to being out there and doing things and actually being a part of the community that they're in. Absolutely. And which made it really interesting for networking, right? Networking standpoint, because even like the chamber, what other chamber do you know has 360 events to go to? Wow. That are all well attended. Wow. And Mike can attest to this. I mean, we both go to quite a few and you were at the Impact Awards yesterday, right? Impact Awards yesterday? Business After Hours tonight. tonight. 
Every night there's something. And then, I mean, tomorrow and this morning and yesterday, or tomorrow is Gwinnett Networking. Gwinnett Networking. And you've got a, a feel good day tomorrow with uh, helping clean a clean air project tomorrow. Wow. And then you've got the, what else we have? I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming up. Show's only 30 minutes long. I know, so. exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, and, and then anything we do with the philanthropic side of things as well. Yeah. And so it's a lot of different pieces and everybody really does attend everything. And it was really funny because um, the mayor of Lawrenceville was sitting with me earlier today and she's like, are you going to be there tonight at Arena Tavern? Amazing. <laughs> like, yep, I'll be there. <laughs> it, it, the the joke is sometimes I wonder, you know, because I don't get to sleep very much anymore because the only time I get to go do my work is in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because I'm at everything all day. Yeah. From morning till night. Yeah. I'm <laughs> so. figuring that one out. I'm like, <laughs> Am I actually going to do any work on my computer? <laughs> I just bought a new computer. I'm like, mm, I don't think so. Not today. So yeah, I've got to, I've got to figure that one out as well. Yeah. It becomes, uh, it becomes interesting to, to juggle that part of the business side of it because mm-hmm. there are so many different events and so many different pieces that are moving and, and you're still structured between downtown Atlanta's group and up here as yeah. well, which is yeah, and, the, and, and the rest of the world that we try to exactly. To. So it's awesome. All right, well, Jennifer, I guess we should ask as we get close to the end of the show for folks that want to f- see some of your work, Robert, yes. and find out more about you. Where can they see some of your stuff online? There are two key places I like to send people to if they'd like to go. One of which is www.robertyoung.gallery which is where I feature my images from all over the world. But my signature work that's been uh, attached to the Pan Am Games and El Classico and things like that can be found at youngworldfaces.com. Great. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Oh, my pleasure. Thank fun. you, Robert. It's a great story and interesting, you know, past and, and, and where you are today and uh, just continued success. Thank you. Appreciate that. So I want to thank our guest, uh, Robert, and of course, our host, Jennifer, with Sterling Rose Consulting Corp. Remember, this is Strategic Insights Radio on Business Radio X. To find out more about Sterling Rose Consulting Corp., contact them at 678-996-1312 or visit their website, sterlingroseconsultingcorp.com. Until next time, this is Strategic Insights Radio. Radio.